wonderful, wonderful meeples. That's right, we've been let loose with our own show. Did you miss us on Tuesday? Well, Jason and James do go on a bit sometimes, don't they, Brian? Oh, come on, that's a bit harsh, isn't it? Not incorrect, but harsh. Anyway, the choice has been made, and we have our own show, so we can bring you the news in a more relaxed environment. Chilled. Laid back. Yeah, pretty much like we do most of the week, isn't it? Mind you, we have been pretty busy this week, haven't we, Brian? Yep, plenty of games played this week. Yes, unmatched, exactly. Talking of that, our copies arrived this morning, so we'll break that out once we're done. Yep, and we were let loose down in Worthing at the weekend too. Yeah, well, we say let loose, we were on a tight leash. And we spent the day at the Paradise Games Convention, trying out some games coming to Kickstarter soon, catching up with friends from Stop, Drop and Roll, Mayfly Games, and plenty of our friends over at Worthing Board Gamers. Huge thanks to Mill and her team for organising such a great and well-attended event. So, Brian, what was your best bit? Cake of Doom by Rainy Day Games. Yep, that was fun to play. Totally agree with you there. Think Jason got a little carried away with attacking everyone. Well, I say everyone, I mean James. Pearl and Amar were great hosts and Jason thinks we'll try to get them onto the show once the Kickstarter for Cake of Doom launches. My favourite bit? Well, the artwork for Mycelia was incredible. Obviously, we didn't get to talk to Mr. Neville over at Splitstone Games, because there was always a crowd around him, but I'm hoping for great things from it. That, that's true. Okay, we've been a bit too laid back. Suppose we'd better get on with the news, shouldn't we? Yep, well, you heard the new riff at the front. Well, you heard the new riff at the front of the show, and as we go, there may be a couple new surprises together with a new section thrown in. See if you can spot it. With that said, it's time for my little friend to pop over there and hit the new button. Yes, the new one. Hit it. Right, first up, in 2010, we got our feet wet with Forbidden Island. 2013, we got sand in places we really don't want sand in when we crashed in Forbidden Desert. And we took to the ether in 2018 with Forbidden Sky. Well, designer Matt Leacock and publisher GameRight are back in 2023 with the latest instalment in the Forbidden franchise. So where are we heading to now? Well, what if I told you we were off to the jungle? But not just any jungle, a planet covered in jungle. Forbidden Jungle sees your team crash landed, yet again, on a mysterious junk planet, and you need to work together to survive. You'll be searching the ruins of an abandoned planetary outpost, attempting to shift locations to power up the outpost and get the portal to home functioning. Things aren't that simple though, as you'll have an escalating chain of collapsing locations, which you'll need to shore up, all while dealing with the planet's weird and wonderful flora and fauna. It'll play 2-5 to five players in around 45 minutes, but the game as yet hasn't got a confirmed release date. 
drafting games, cute animal tiles, and a high production quality. Yes, please. The German publisher, Deep Print Games, has given distribution rights to Pegasus as the company show off their new 2-5 player game, Triketa, from designers Stefan Dora and Ralph Rasun Lieder. Due out this quarter, you and your opponents will play over four rounds, drafting animal tokens and trying to form a set of three for each animal type. And there lies the game's name, as three tokens of the same type form a triketa. In each round, you and other players draw animal tokens and place them in multiple rows. Find the perfect moment to grab your favourite row, or you might be stuck with one you don't want. At the end of the game, you score especially well for your triquettes, for more than three tokens of the same type. However, any Billy No Mates sat to the side, you will lose points instead. Back in 2021, designer Hiroken and publisher Jobly Games released the game Trick Takers. Well, this year, with the help of Portland Games Collective, we'll finally be receiving an English release. A quick filler game that lasts just three rounds of five tricks each. To win, you want to either win two of the three rounds, not take a trick in any of the three rounds, or fulfill your character's victory condition. Yep, players will be drafting characters with asymmetric abilities after receiving their hand of five cards. The player with the king, for example, gets an uber trump card in place of any other card in their hand. They then get to choose a character first in the next round, and automatically win if they sweep all five tricks in the game's final round. The Hermit, however, can draw a card from the deck, discard one from their hand, and then score points dependent on how many tricks they win, with a complete win if they win all five. The deal with Portland Games Collective will also see the release of Trick Taker's expansion set. The set contains seven new character roles, as well as Trick Taker's Little, an expansion set that adds items and roles. But not sitting on their laurels, the designer is also running a Kickstarter campaign through February 2023 for both the English and Japanese version of King's Trick Takers, which features a similar concept to the earlier release. In King's Trick Takers, the game once again lasts just three rounds, but now with players simply trying to score as many points as possible. Each round you draft a number of characters, using the front side of two characters for their abilities, and the back side of a third character for that round's bid. The project is live at the moment over on Kickstarter, and ends on the 1st of March. From its original release as a video game across computers and consoles back in 2018, the game Dead Cells made a jump to the mobile platforms in 2019 and 2020. Now the game is set to move from the digital platforms to the analogue as the designers Anton Bowser of Seven Wonders fame and Ludovic Montblanc of Cyclades Bowser fame bring the indie video game to a table near you. Dead Cells sees players controlling a beheaded, a strange character who's seemingly able to survive without a head, as they explore a series of labyrinthine biomes within an enormous castle. Dead Cells, the roguelike board game, will adapt the original exploration and backtracking video game into a dungeon crawler for one to four players. In the game, players will be able to choose from various playable versions of the beheaded before exploring the castle. During the game, players can travel through branching paths within the castle's different 
biomes, with each type containing its own rogue galleries of enemies for players to fight. Whenever players encounter an enemy, they will be able to use their unique deck of beheaded cards to perform a variety of actions, with every class having their own approach to combat. Fighting enemies and exploring the castle will give players the opportunity to acquire more power scrolls, weapons, equipment and cells, all of which will make them stronger. Cells gathered from enemies can be spent at the collector in order to grant the player character permanent mutations which will remain with them, even if they die during their adventures in the video game board game. Mutations will go into character decks, giving them new cards to use in fights, with players able to choose from three decks, Brutality, Survival and Tactics. Players can also grow their loot capacity with blueprints, as well as increase their health pool and slots for items. Alternatively, players can spend their cells in a mysterious well that may or may not have a purpose. Dead Cells, the roguelike board game, will be co-published by Motion Twin the developer and publisher of the original Dead Cells video game, alongside Scorpion Mask and Evil Empire. The Kickstarter campaign for Dead Cells the roguelike board game will be launched sometime this quarter, with estimated delivery dates in 2024. We all know Camelot, or have at least seen it being played at a game's events since 2014. We then had expansions and indeed an inevitable launch of a card version in Camelot Cards in 2016. Very imaginative title. Well, Pretzel Games feel it the right time to release an updated version of its card-based, even-toed Camelus Racer with Camelot the card game. The original game gave us the charming racing game, pitting players against each other as they place bets on camels and their placing. The exciting twist is that players are able to find out how a few of the camels will move. This leaves the fate to the player as they bet on how far the mystery camels will move and whether they will indeed take the lead. The new edition features beautiful, brand new artwork from Chris Quilliams, who has previously lent his artistic flair to such games as Pandemic and Azul. Other than the cosmetic upgrade, the new edition comes with crazy camel mechanic that players of Camel Up 2nd Edition may be familiar with. This crazy racer takes off on the track backwards, opening up a slew of new challenges for the players to contend with. So get your camels fed and fired up, ready for the release sometime in the second quarter of this year. And on to our main news story. You can't really go too far in your own gaming odyssey without coming across the famed artwork of Jakob Relitsky's war-torn, mech-filled, diesel-punk alternative 1920s Europe. Yep, Scythe was brought to our tables back in 2016 by the designer Jamie Stagmeyer, alongside his publishing company Stonemeyer Games. It was followed by a few expansions, board and component upgrades, together with a campaign version in the form of Rise of Fenris. Well, as we mentioned last week, Mr. Stagmeyer seems to have been hard at work as the sequel to his critically acclaimed game will soon be gracing our tables. The past few days have seen more information come to light in the form of various interviews with the community, together with the YouTube videos released by Jamie himself, outlying a few turns of the new game Scythe Expeditions, along with a video covering the similarities and differences between Scythe and indeed Expeditions. Expeditions will have players investigating a meteor strike that struck the area around the river. Players will be members of various fictional nations of the Scythe setting 
following on from an expedition led by Dr. Tarvosky, with the aim of discovering new findings, artifacts and glory. So on your turn, you'll start by moving a counter on your main player board so that it covers up one of your four actions available to you on your turn. Move, play, gather or refresh. Move pretty much does what it says on the tin. You move your mech to a new location, revealing it if need be. Some locations located in the northern part of the board are indeed corrupted by the crashed meteor and require you to cover actions available from that location. Whether it's an orange power corruption or blue guile corruption, until it's cleared from the tile, the gather action from that location is limited. The play action allows you to play a card from your hand to your action row, be it a quest card, action, item or character card. Firstly, its main action, situated in its top left hand corner, which may or may not be enhanced by previously played cards in your action row, or your mech player map, together with a second action, usually activated by adding a coloured worker to the card which you can place to perform the stated action. Gather is when you perform the actions on your current location. This may involve recruiting new workers, gathering cards from map locations, or even melding meteorite fragments in order to give you and your mech ongoing abilities. Refresh is in essence a turn enabling you to gather all your cards from your action row back into your hand, together with recalling workers from your cards to your mech player map. You will also need to take this action if, for instance, you would also need to take this action if, for instance, moving your action cube to a location that would involve you playing a card from your hand and when your hand is indeed empty. Whenever players gain a quest card, they are able to play it on their turn thereby making it an active quest. Should a player's mech be on the location associated with the quest card, they are able to use the solve ability to conclude the quest, as long as they are able to pay the required cost. Solving quests grants players additional benefits that will aid them in their adventures through Tunguska. Besides the specific benefits and enhancements the quests provide players, the cards in Expeditions also grant players with an endgame scoring multiplier, with the hearts shown on the quest cards they've collected, working in a very similar fashion to the popularity mechanic in the original Stive. Stagmire commented on the quest system in Expeditions, stating that playtesters, quote, really like how the quests play into the emergent narrative of the game, as the quest cards were designed specifically for their matching locations. Though Expeditions will reportedly evoke similar feelings to Scythe, the board game's gameplay mechanics will be different, focusing on exploration and adventure over the Euro game elements of the original title. Expeditions is set to be released sometime in July for a retail price of £70, with the deluxe pimped out edition featuring oversized metal mechs costing £99. And when I say oversized, they are big and metally. And we're on to our news section. So before we hit crowdfunding this week, as we have some time, we thought it would be great to bring you the BGG Top 5 Hotness. So these games on the list may already be out, due to come out, or crowdfunding at the moment. It tends to be a list based on what people are searching for on Board Game Geek right now. 
We know it can be a little turbulent, so the list is accurate at the time of recording. So, here we go. In five, we move from the gloomy haven to the freeze our proverbial bits off in Cellafair's 100 scenario campaign dungeon crawler, Frosthaven. In four, we just talked about it. Mr. Stagmire's return to the alternative 1920s as we go searching for a mysterious meteor fragments in Scythe Expeditions. In 3, BoardGameTables.com live Kickstarter campaign has one game in particular of the four available on its project getting people all wound up. The game in question is Sail, a trick-taking game unlike any other, seeing you take on the Kraken through various scenarios. In 2, we touched on it earlier as the digital video game and mobile game making its leap to the table. It's Dead Cells, the roguelike board game. In one. Well, I'm not going to say too much as it's this week's crowdfunding release. I'm about to tell you about that's the cooperative campaign style survival crafting board game Stone Saga. So you've just heard me mention it on the BGG hotness list and it's on Kickstarter right now. And the game in our crowdfunding spotlight this week is indeed Stone Saga. Stone Saga is a cooperative campaign style survival crafting board game set in a unique persistent world shaped by you and the other players choices. Designed by Max Brook famed for Star Wars X-Wing 2nd Edition and Legend of the Five Rings RPG alongside designer Luke Eddy of Star Wars Legion fame. The game is being published by Oom Games. The game is for one to four players with each game within the campaign lasting an hour or two resulting in a full playthrough lasting 30 plus hours. It's designed for 14 years and over and the product ends on March the 1st. So Stone Saga lets you unfold the epoch-spanning story of the people of a remote glacial valley, guiding multiple generations of characters who make a life there amidst harsh conditions, wondrous mysteries and of course giant monsters. Each game session covers one generation of people within the society, continuing on from the last and permanently changing the valley in various ways based on in-game events and the player's decisions. You'll follow a certain rhythm. When faced by a new opportunity or crisis, the people of the valley must meet their society's new needs. Meanwhile, the valley's other inhabitants, immortal beasts, will seek to fulfil their own needs as their natural instincts will you will have to navigate both sets of challenges using might, dexterity, conviction and awareness to survive as a tribe in the wild. The game introduces a completely new discovery based crafting mechanic. Do you think that a sharpened stone and stick could combine to create a spear? So use the crafting action and find out. You will need to discover the properties of various crafting materials as you expand your crafting recipe knowledge. Work together as a community to build your village together. From a simple fire pit and tent to a forge and a library, create a civilization that's going to last generations. What's a survival game without a little exploring? And Stone Saga rewards exploration and chooses to let you experience the world in a unique way with each play sessions. Working on the established rules of the world, you will discover unique materials, monsters and areas of the world that you won't be directed towards. Stone Saga lets the curious and inquisitive thrive. It's designed for a drop-in, drop-out play and flexible for all playgroups. 
groups. Stone Saga can be played by one group from start to finish, played with a rotating cast, or even passed between groups seamlessly. Components are sometimes permanently altered, but never removed or discarded entirely. So onto the pledge levels, the core box for the game is coming in at around £82 or $92, getting you the base game and any associated stretch goals. Grab the core box with the Meals and Myths and Nature of the Beasts expansion together with associated stretch goals for $165 or $199. Or if you're planning to go all in, then it's going to set you back £249 or $299. This will get you the core box the Meals and Myths and Nature of the Beasts expansion, upgraded components and dice, a neoprene playmat, a faux leather journal, an art slash cookbook, a recharge pack for the game, as well as all unlocked stretch goals. And as I said, the project comes to a close on March the 1st over on Kickstarter. So well chap, how do you think our first solo run did? I couldn't have said it better myself. Oh yep, yeah, game of unmatched then. Bagsy me, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Okay, okay, you get Red Riding Hood. Right, now say goodbye to everyone and you can go and get the game set up. And it's a goodbye from me. Keep safe, meeples. Keep those dice rolling, the cards shuffling, and we'll be right here for you next week.